Christmas has the potential to be the most wonderful time of years. We think about the gift of God's son, baby Jesus being born, Mary and Joseph that first morning together, the angels in the sky, the shepherds coming to worship, but it can also be one of the most selfish times of the year as people think about what they want for Christmas, how it should go, how they want to get a certain gift, and it can all become about me. So is there a way to prevent Christmas becoming so much about me and it really becoming what Jesus intended it to be? Let's see what the Bible says about that. Hey, welcome to our podcast. I'm so glad that you clicked on this for today. It is going to be a great one. And I would go ahead and say, for those of you on YouTube, if you would like and subscribe to our channel, uh, we have podcasts coming out every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. And by liking this video, it helps the algorithm and getting this video into other people's channels. So that's super great. And then if you're listening on Spotify or whatever it is, you can share this with someone else. We would very much appreciate that. Yeah. So I think it's every person's uh, goal, usually, I would say especially Christians at this time of year, to make sure they try to avoid all the commercialism and the meism that can come come Christmas. You yep. can, it can all become about what I want. Exactly. And uh, no one really wants that at the end of the day. I think everybody knows when that happens, it, by the time the holiday is over, you're worn out and mm -hmm. you're frustrated and yeah. things didn't go the way you wanted. It didn't go that way for your kids. And yep. You want to avoid that. You want to avoid that for yourself, for your friends, if you have children, and for your family as well. So I know growing up, I was an only child, and that sets me up right away for being spoiled. <laughs> I recognize that. I was the only child of uh, parents who were much older when they had me, and there wasn't a lot of talk about faith in our home. So Christmas, obviously, for me, became all about me. The yeah. presents under the tree were primarily for me. Yeah. There were there was no one else, uh, just my mom and dad and me. We didn't have a lot of family even come over oh. for the holidays. So if there were presents under the tree, I knew they were pretty yeah. much for yeah. me. You weren't so, buying them for your parents, exactly. putting them under the tree. Yeah. Exactly. And of course, then you add to that kind of the cultural flow of the day, whether it was then or it's now. It's like, okay, what do you want for Christmas? Are you making a list for Santa yeah. to help? You know, you so yeah. you can say what you want for Christmas. Go, exactly. go tell Santa what you want for Christmas. Yeah. It becomes all about me. And then you put a tree in the house, and then that tree is usually a focal point. And so you're staring at it every day to see which present showed up under there. Yeah. You're you're matching, at least I was, my <laughs> list with what looked like the presents that were under the tree, <laughs> if they were the right thing, if it really yeah, was what right I wanted or not. And, all that, yeah. and it led to sadly some it led to some happy days, but later it yeah. led it led to some sad Christmases for me. Yeah. If just being honest, yeah. you know, I had a list of things I wanted and they didn't show up under the tree. I did mm. not get them. And so I can remember this is gonna sound terrible. I can remember yeah. some Christmases where I'm I'm sad, you know, I'm yeah. mad, I'm frustrated. Even I'm, though you had presents and all this stuff. I know, you opened uh, all these yeah. things. Yeah. Even though I'm um there are presents, uh my mom and dad love me. Yeah. We're in a a, a nice home. We we live with provision. Yeah. There's there's love in the home. I'm aware of all of that. But because I didn't get what I wanted for Christmas at the end of Christmas, I was upset. Yeah. That's yeah. not the way yeah. <laughs> this holiday is supposed to go. This is not the way it's supposed to be celebrated. No. So I because it was all about me mm -hmm. in my, you know, young life, yeah. it led to some sad days for yeah. me at Christmas. And I think like that, you know, is so, it's a sad story from childhood's perspective, but yeah. I think that happens so much to adults even these days as well, because it's the same mentality <sighs> that carries over just in a different season of life. You know, true. again, you were saying 
Christmas was all about you and mm-hmm. the things you received and things mm-hmm. you got and the things you got to do and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. I think that's so accurate to the way in which adults live today. A lot of the times, you know, it's all about uh, what gifts can I get from these other people mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. what, how can I make this all about me and people talk about me and we have the best, most social media worthy uh, Christmas yep. and all this kind of stuff, you know, yep. overspending. Now you're frustrated. You want to, you know, do good things and hope that other people will buy you gifts and all this kind That's of stuff, true. you know, over decorating again for the social media and then overdoing yourself, going everywhere and busying and busying and busying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, you don't want people to think less of you <laughs> and, you know, you want to look a certain way and have all yep. the exteriors rocking just great and nice, you know, and that all those things are self-focused and it's all That's like true. Christmas instantly becoming about you and your family and how people see you. Right. And then you're like, Christmas is actually the worst time of year, you know? That's and true. So it's, it can be the most draining most tiring and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, even, even for many people, they think, oh, no, that's not what I'm doing. This is all about Christmas. Yeah. And they want it to be the about Christmas. Christmas spirit. Yeah. yeah, but because of that, it can it can turn into a heavy, yeah. me-driven holiday, yeah. and it becomes a sad experience. Yeah, so how can we avoid that happening? Yeah, I think the good news is we can't avoid that happening. Yeah. And uh, if we go back to the roots of what Christmas is all about, Christmas Christmas didn't start and then all of a sudden Jesus get added to it. Mm-hmm. It began with the celebration of the birth of Christ. So I think mm-hmm. if we're going to avoid having a, a me-focused Christmas and holidays, there's mm-hmm. a couple of things that, there's several things actually that we should keep in mind. And one is that there is, I have to be aware that there is a default version in the culture today mm-hmm. that is more me-driven and it wants mm-hmm. to make it not about Jesus. It wants to make it more about self and more about just the holiday and about getting presents. And, you know, if you've been around for a while, you can, you can remember experiences when the holiday became not such a pleasant thing. If you go back to some of the nineties, when uh, black Friday sales were really on the Friday and people were camping out on the Thursday, uh, Thursday night, right Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, and they're they're lined up, and then the doors open. They got to where they're opening earlier and earlier, so it's like midnight, and people are rushing in, and they're fighting, and they're trying to get the gift before someone else does. Yeah. It turned it into a nightmare. That's why today, Black Friday, is like a whole month long yeah, before, exactly. yeah. <laughs> before like, it ever gets here. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it can become like that, and the culture is, is bent that way. The culture is not focused on what Jesus has done, the gift of God's son, the sacrifice for us, the love that has come from heaven for us. That's not what it is. So you have to recognize that there is this cultural pull already Mm -hmm. in the direction of making it all about me. Yeah. Which I will say, you know, there are some people who say, see, and because of that, Christmas is just another one of those pagan holidays. And if right. you look up the roots to all of it, it's all pagan. And actually, you Christians who celebrate Christmas are yeah. like worshiping Satan. Right. Here's the awesome thing. We did a podcast on this last year That's called true. Is Christmas Pagan? So yeah. if you're wanting to, just go ahead yeah. and check out that one. You know, it's just true. a little podcast plug there. Yeah. But- so again, I think we have to recognize that there is this default pull, almost like a, a gravity that's trying to pull the real meaning away of from what Christmas really is, from yeah. this idea of, of being loved by God, the gift of his son, and knowing that there is life in Jesus and that giving is more blessed <laughs> than yeah. receiving. Yeah. And that's, Absolutely. of course, what, what God does, and this is the picture. So if you recognize yeah. that right away, okay, there is a pull in the direction mm-hmm. away from what I really want this to be, mm-hmm. then you can begin to 
fight against that. Mm-hmm. But I think second with that is you have to intentionally do the work of making the Christmas season Jesus-centered. Mm-hmm. You have to do the work of making it giving-focused and worship-filled. It doesn't, it doesn't just happen. There's such a mm-hmm. pull from the culture that if you're not intentional about it, you'll get swept away by it. So, of course, Christmas is really about the birth of, of Jesus, the gift of God's Son. It's about uh, God moving heaven and earth to provide a gift of atonement and sacrifice for us when we were undeserving. Uh, it's, the, it's the story of, of God coming in flesh and blood like us so that we could know redemption. And it is all about giving and not just about receiving. So mm-hmm. I think if we start there, then it helps us understand, yeah. all right, well, how do we, how do we start doing this yeah, then? Definitely. Yeah. I was going to say that's like the uh, mental, like understanding ways in which we can avoid the me focused yeah. Christmas. So like, I think it would be beneficial if we talked about what are like the tangible ways that yeah. we can avoid the me-centered Christmas that so many people fall into. Exactly. So we'll do that. We'll talk through some tangible things we can put into place mm-hmm. and some ways we can make that happen during the holidays, whether you are alone, whether you're married, whether you have children or grandchildren. There's some very tangible, practical ways. Mm-hmm. We're going to walk through uh, a list of some of those, but I want to encourage you to stay through till the end of the podcast today yeah. because at the end, we're going to talk about one of the most over looked ways of avoiding a me-centered Christmas. And it really, to me, is kind of the core of this whole thing today. But Mm -hmm. let's talk about some ways that we tangibly can make that happen in our home, in our life. Mm -hmm. I would say one of the things that's, that's necessary for us personally to start with is make sure you come into the holiday season, the Christmas season, making spending time with God a priority. Mm hmm it's so easy for that to not be during the holidays. I mean, you yeah. get busy, you're going to parties, yeah. you're out, you're Your shopping. routine is already gone. <laughs> yeah, routine is upside down, and it's easy to say, well, I'm just, I don't have time to get up early today. I don't have time to stay yeah. up late. I've got so much tomorrow. And it's easy to push aside spending time alone with God. And this is perhaps kind of where it all starts. The moment you let that slip, then everything else will begin to take over. So if that means setting aside time and saying, I'm going to carve out a regular time in my day or my week, whatever it is mm-hmm. for you, where I'm going to center my heart on Jesus. This will this is going to be your anchor to carry you through this season so that it becomes Jesus-focused and not me-focused. Mm-hmm. So if that means um, getting a, a devotional, if that means using a Bible app that has a devotional uh, plan for you to walk through daily, if that means you know uh, practicing something with the Advent season, whatever it is for you, yeah. find that so that you can uh, stay anchored in mm-hmm. the midst of this, that this season is about the gift of God's Son for us. It's about Jesus. Anchor yourself there. Yeah. And then um, with that, I'd say pray and determine to guard your heart against the tidal wave of meism in the world today. Yeah. You know, the, the scripture says in Proverbs, um, I love this this version of it. It says, be careful how you think your life is shaped by your thoughts. So good. I yeah, think probably really New King James says, uh, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Or mm-hmm. guard your heart with all diligence. I think that's what actually yeah. is guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of life. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's true. Be careful how you think. Uh, mm-hmm. Guard your heart with all diligence for from it. 
overflow the issues of life, you will be shaped by what you think about. And mm-hmm. if you don't pray and determine to guard your heart against mm-hmm. selfishness, you'll be caught up in the tidal wave of it. Yeah, so. and you know, you'll see that impacting your family. You know, like so many people, mm-hmm. they want their kids to not be the kid who's like, where's my presents? I yes. want to open first and all that, you know, because yes. that is not fun whenever yep. you're around that kid who's always just about themselves all the time because yep. they've been given every single thing. Yep. And so people want to model that in their homes. Mm-hmm. I think that, again, the Christian life, the Christian parent wants their kid to have more joy in giving rather than yep. just in receiving. Yeah. And so I think it's so important. Like this is saying, be careful how you think your life is shaped by your thoughts. Your yeah. parenting style is shaped by your thoughts. Yeah. I just yesterday was seeing a thing. It's a very popular you know, saying, and it says your thoughts impact your words and mm. your words impact your actions mm-hmm. your actions form habits yep. your habit forms a character and your That's character true. forms a legacy That's true and so this whole idea you could you know take it over into your family and parenting and all that stuff and the, your end result is all started based on your thoughts you know That's all true. on how you think yeah and then how are you modeling to your kids and to your you know siblings if you're uh, you know you have other others who you're trying to influence and Mm -hmm. impact, you know, with a heart that is not going to be overtaken with selfishness, but a heart that is wanting to give. Yeah. And we'll talk about that more today about children, especially Mm because they're born with the default also that says me, me, me. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's that's where they are. That's where they start. Uh They don't start with uh, sacrifice and being patient. Let me lay down my desires. Yeah. I want (laughs) to give more than I receive. It's not natural to them. And so, yeah, you have this, the, the pull is not just from the outside in the world, the pull is inside the heart mm-hmm. as well. And if you've mm-hmm. got children, that pull is even greater. Yeah, so you exactly. have to be intentional about that. Yeah, And so, you know, adding to our list here of things to do that are practical and tangible, I'd say make it your goal to intentionally and generously bless those that God has placed in your life. Yeah. Again, this is this is more from the personal side at this point. You're kind of, you're mm-hmm. going into, okay, Jesus, this is about you. Okay, Jesus, I want to guard my heart against all selfishness. And now I want to make it my goal to intentionally and generously bless the people God has placed in my wife, my yeah. life, whether it's my wife or yeah. my child or yeah. a friend or a neighbor or a grandparent, whoever mm-hmm. it is, that you enter in with, okay, I want to I want to be a blessing to them. Mm-hmm. I want to give generously and intentionally to them. Yeah. Now, now we're starting to move out of the core of who we are and this is starting to overflow yeah. into our life. And again, like with this, whenever you hear this, you're like, well, I do not have the money to you know, bless <laughs> every person in my life. And yes. you think about all of these things and, you know, I'm just reminded of a story from uh, Mark, you know, just in, in Jesus's ministry, there's a woman who gives seemingly a small amount compared mm-hmm. to what other people had given. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jesus says, this person has given more than all of you. And they're like, how can this be? She yeah. just gave a small bit. Right. But he says, it is out of, it's not out of just the abundance, the excess that she has that she's giving, but it's even to where she's sacrificing the, the little bit that she has, she's giving yep. for the sake of someone else, you yep. know? And so I think that's so important as well, you know, for the person who says, I don't have the money for that. It's like, okay, not everything has to be monetary though. Yep, you know, it's but true. in being a blessing and giving of your time, giving of, you know, your space, your resources, whatever it may be, yep. but having a mindset that's 
bent on giving yeah. more than just consuming. Yeah, I think I appreciate that because it's true. We talk about intentionally and generously blessing someone. Mm-hmm. Our our mind goes to money, it's like thousand dollars to best friend or something. Yeah, no, no, no. There are other things that you can give that are intentional and generous mm-hmm. besides just money. Mm-hmm. I, I know when Heather and I first were married, we didn't have the money to give even our own parents mm-hmm. extravagant gifts or mm-hmm. even. Just basic gifts. Yeah, exactly. You know? And so we got creative. And we actually, for the first, I'd say, five years plus, we were making Christmas presents for our parents. (laughs) That's awesome. And we used our talents. And everybody should consider, you know, what is the talent I have? Uh, For me, I, I I could draw. And so... I'm not proud of these drawings that I did, <laughs> but I it was a it came out of love and it was meant for love. I drew some portraits of Heather's parents and my parents and gave oh. them to them for Christmas. Mm-hmm. It was a gift from Heather and I. And then after that, again, this is not because we are great at this, but we knew our parents loved us. We knew our parents enjoyed music. Mm-hmm. So I had the ability and I made some recordings of Heather and I singing. That's and awesome. gave that to our parents. Yeah. And I, I could do the artwork, so I made a little packaging yeah. for it, like it was a you know, cassette tape you'd buy uh-huh. in a store or something. And they absolutely loved them to the parents yeah. and grandparents. Yeah, that's awesome. It didn't cost us a whole lot of money. It cost yeah. us some time, time, but it was intentional, yeah. and it was a generous gift. We were giving of our talents yeah. that we had. They did not go on to be, you know, <laughs> bestsellers in the stores by yeah. any means. Yeah. But they kept them and they played them yeah. and they loved them. And, and it was and a again, gift. It's, it was the idea that I'm I'm giving instead of just being like, well, can't have anything. I don't have anything to give. So yeah. tough. Yep. But the idea of I want to give, yep. I don't want to just consume, but I want to be a blessing as well. Yeah. And taking the time, you know, maybe your talents are not in arts or crafts or music or any of those things. Hey, mm-hmm. writing a letter yeah. to express your love to someone. Mm-hmm. I, Giving another thing that we've done in the past is we would give coupons that say, uh, come over for a dinner at our house yeah. or we'll yeah. uh, one free evening where we come and clean your house, you know, that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. We, we were just giving of what we had, which was yeah. not money, yeah. but it was our time and our energy and our love. So, yeah, yeah, make it That's your good. goal, be intentional and, and generous. Yep. And then with that, yeah, being generous without the expectation for someone to give to you in return. Yeah, that's so good. Now you this, weren't expecting your parents to be like, hey, record an album for me now and send it back. <laughs> right, right. You know, that this is this is part of what we do as as Jesus followers. This is what he did. Mm-hmm. He gave and he gave out of grace. There was no string attached. Yeah. It was a gift of love. And so this is this is probably one of the bigger ways that you defeat meism in yeah. Christmas is you you practice and you teach your children to practice. Let's give without an expectation of getting something in return. Mm. And if we get something, it's just a gift of grace from that person. And if we don't, we're totally happy with that. We're not giving to get. And and Jesus said this. um, Jesus tells a story. He said, when you give a dinner or a banquet, don't invite your friends and family and relatives and rich neighbors. If you do, they will invite you in return and you will be paid back. Wow. That is one way you can live. Yeah. But Jesus goes on to say, he says, when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. Mm. They cannot pay you back. 
Mm. But God will bless you and reward you when his people rise from death. So there's a day coming in the future. He says there'll be a reward, but the real blessing is in giving now without an expectation of something in return. This is, this is a way to really defeat meism with uh, at Christmas time. And then with it, this is something that uh, all of these are things that have come out really out of uh, mine and Heather's life. But uh, fill your home, fill your car, your office space, your life with with Jesus-filled Christmas music. Now, I enjoy some Christmas music, and Heather yeah. and I will listen to them throughout the holidays, and we'll switch the styles up sometimes. Yeah. I'm listening to some Christmas cozy jazz, you know, yeah. around the house in the evening. Yeah. Sometimes you're listening to some throwback, Michael W. Smith, Amy Grant, <laughs> Larnell Harris, Christmas. But yeah. sometimes it's the Gaithers, Christmas. Yeah. But our our goal is going to be enjoy some Christmas music, yes, but let's let's listen to some good Jesus story Christmas music. Mm-hmm. It will keep you grounded. It mm-hmm. will keep you focused. And often, mm-hmm. you know, we're listening to those songs, and you just you just stop all of a sudden, like, oh my goodness, that's yeah. such a great song. The yeah. message is moving. You know, you're brought to tears. Yep. This helps you stay grounded yep. in the midst of such a a tidal wave pull yeah. against that kind of Christmas. Yeah. Just the other day, me and Chloe, we got a, uh, a little sign from Walmart and it's away in a manger mm. kind of like, like you'd see in a hymnal with like yeah. some, you know, art stuff behind it. And I was holding our daughter and I was like reading it and singing it. And I was just like, wow, <laughs> this like, these songs were written with such intentionality yes. of, Hey, the, this season mm-hmm. is meant to happen. Yes. You know, for a reason yes. that we would remember Jesus, right? And that we would remember His birth, and that we would remember the gift that this is. And yes. it's just like incredible. You know, I'm like, it is holding our child. And I'm like, <laughs> this is insane. Like this, that Jesus came in the flesh as a yes. as a baby. Yes. You know? So fill your home, fill your fill your life with that kind of music. Yeah. And then and then with that, be intentional to carve out times. When you just sit and enjoy the season, yeah, you know, maybe maybe here in Texas it finally gets cold enough to have a fire in the fireplace, maybe. and and uh, you, you grab some coffee or hot chocolate and you turn on some tunes in, instead of something else yeah. on TV, and you just sit and take it all in. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, maybe it's a maybe it's a movie that you're watching, but you carve out time to just let that all soak in, mm-hmm. to go against the tide of meism. And make it about Jesus. Yeah, it's good. Well, let's let's shift and talk about, you know, what if you are having people over to your home? Because those so far have been more personal and inside mm-hmm. your own family unit. But mm-hmm. what if you are having people over to your home? Here, yeah. here again is another tidal wave pull to just get caught up yeah. in the flow of yeah. Christmas as usual. Yeah, got to make the house look perfect. Got to be yep. perfect. Got to, you know, have all the things, impress all the people. and you know. Yep, give the right gifts yeah. and don't create any awkward moments. Yeah. But this is the real opportunity to bring Jesus into the season and, and maybe for some people who have never experienced that yeah. before. So um, if you're having people into your home, here's a real chance to show them the love of Christ. So if they're coming into your home, one, instead of just talking about yourself that night, ask them questions about their oh, year and kidding. their life. Uh, it's easy to say, well, let me tell you about my life and what yeah. I'm doing and what I have and yeah. what we've seen. No, no, use this to give yourself away, to make it more about them than yourself. Uh, First Corinthians says, let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. 
And so seek to be yeah. a blessing to those who come into your home. And then intentionally shift the focus away from what they can do for you to what you can do for them. Uh, be thinking about that before the event happens, before they come over. What can you do to be a blessing to them that night, to meet whatever needs they have, to make them feel honored and loved uh, and special? And then create that moment that is a Jesus-filled moment. It's okay to stop and say, hey, everybody, tonight before we uh, before we eat, or maybe it's after you eat, uh, let's, let's go around the room and talk about what you are thankful for or Tell us something about a favorite Christmas memory mm-hmm. or what the gift of Jesus means to you. Mm-hmm. That may be new for you. That may be fresh. But this will inject your home with the very presence mm-hmm. and love of Christ in that moment. And it may yeah. be the first time that those that you're inviting over yeah. have ever experienced anything like that. Yeah. And, yes, it may be awkward for the first 30 mm-hmm. seconds or mm-hmm. minute, but you may be completely surprised. In fact, yes. I'm going to guess that you, you will, will be. be. You'll yeah. be surprised at what people will say and how it changes the entire tone of the evening. Um, there's been events. We've had this. We've done this in our home. Had family over, friends over. I can't tell you what I put on my plate that night to eat. I can't tell you what all happened during yeah. the time they were there, but I can instantly recall exactly what that person or those people said when we had a time like that together. Mm-hmm. That part remained, yeah. and that shifted the focus, and that that shaped the entire evening. Yeah, absolutely. It's important. I mean, it's so important, again, because I think in asking questions like that, it's it um, makes people think about this time yes. and then it makes people put words to what they truly believe and yep. are thinking and are feeling yep. and it opens the door to, to more depth in that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so important. All right. Let's just go ahead and uh, step on all of our own toes and everybody's yeah. toes as we think about this next one here, because there is a, there is a piece that goes with the holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas. That is a very natural piece, but it's one we should really guard. And it is this, be careful about overfeeding your appetite. And I'm not, yeah. I'm not talking about just overeating, but I'm talking about if you make it your regular routine to just let whatever appetite you have be satisfied by food, you're actually feeding the monster of yeah. your flesh. Yeah. If, if your routine is, I have an urge I'm going to fulfill it. Yeah. I want this. I'm going to get it. That may be that may feel good in the moment, but yeah. what you're actually doing is you're saying, whatever you want, I'll get you. Yeah. And that may be fine for a piece of pecan pie, <laughs> but if you're not careful, the next thing that will happen is you'll find your flesh wanting mm-hmm. to justify itself, wanting to get its yeah. way, wanting to hold a grudge, yeah, wanting to exactly. say something yeah. offensive. That person did something, I'm saying it back. Yes. And there's no guard of... Yeah. And if you've given into your flesh every time it wants some pumpkin pie or pecan pie, you'll all of a sudden have a hard time telling it no when that word starts coming out of your mouth mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. don't need to be saying. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Galatians 6, 8 says, if you follow your selfish desires, you will harvest destruction. But if you follow the Spirit, you will harvest eternal life. Yeah. And again, not that you should like be fasting through the whole no, Christmas no, holidays no. or anything like that. Yeah. But to be aware of 
of how you are responding to just every urge that may mm-hmm. come upon you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so just be careful, be alert. You know, mm-hmm. anytime you're feeding your physical appetite, you're also feeding another appetite. Mm-hmm. The Bible calls the flesh. So yeah. uh, keep it under control. Enjoy some pecan pie by yeah. all means, mm-hmm. but uh, don't let the monster of the flesh drive and rule over everything mm-hmm. uh, during the holiday season. Yeah, absolutely. Now let's talk about. Um, those with children in the home, because this is a little bit different setting. Uh, our uh, conversation we have to have is, what do you do to help your children yeah. not be so me focused? Because yeah. it's just it's just natural in them. Mm-hmm. It's obvious they want to have their way, do their thing, get their present, and they don't understand the sacrifice. They don't understand patience. They don't understand it's greater, it's more blessed to give than receive. Yeah. That has to be taught. Mm-hmm. So, what do you do if you have children? I'd say one, go ahead and be intentional about talking about the real meaning of Christmas. Mm-hmm. They don't know. Mm-hmm. And just because they've been around it doesn't mean that they understand it. And just because they've heard it for two or three years doesn't mean they understand it. Yeah. So regularly teach the real meaning yeah. of Christmas, the real meaning of what it means to be loved by Jesus, the real meaning of what God has done by giving us his son. Yeah. And I would say even in that, instead of just like, all right, now let me lecture you on what the story of Jesus <laughs> is, you know, but ask questions, be interactive yes. with it, you know, like get figures and, you know, yes. get, like display them and all that kind of stuff. I yes. think just to be creative with it rather like it is great to read, to read the story from Luke. I think that's mm-hmm. awesome. Like sure. we plan on doing that at our house, but yep. at the same time, it's important to uh, display it yes. and make it to where it's interactive and to where they are engaged as well. And it's not just like, Hey, lecture, turn your brain off. We'll see how this goes. Do yeah. this religious thing. And again, for Heather and I, we had a nativity scene, which was great. Love that. Mm-hmm. I always like it to look nice, but Heather was in, Heather's like, well, let's get a nativity scene that the kids can play with so that we can interact with them. Yeah. So, you know, who could these little play school figures, you know, yeah. there's plastic Joseph and Mary and the baby Jesus. And, it became an, a more interactive element that we could use with with the kids and grandkids. Yeah, and then there are a lot of great Jesus centered Christian Christmas movies and, and and videos that are worth watching. Mm-hmm. And some of them speak about sacrifice and love, and those are great to watch around this time. Mm-hmm. Just to reinforce again, you know, the Bible talks about uh, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word is confirmed. It's good to have other voices saying what we're saying. It, it mm-hmm. lends itself to greater credibility and buy-in from, from the children. And then find a way with your children to be a blessing to others. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about a way to maybe be a blessing to a grandparent or yeah. to a family member or to a neighbor mm-hmm. or to someone you don't know. Uh, I remember one year when all five were at home, um, we we decided we were going to do a Christmas wish program. And so we went and picked up a name at a local restaurant and found this person's name, did not know who they were, but knew they had said they were going to have um, not much for Christmas and had requested a, a certain gift item. We bought it. We are able to deliver it to their house. And this has been some so time awesome. back. Yeah. And it was in I a part no of town. Of this. Yeah. <laughs> it was in a part of town we'd never go to and met someone we'd never met. We spent a little bit of time with them, gave them their gift and prayed with them. And it was, it was a memory for our family and it taught a lesson and it's important to do to have 
meaningful moments like that. And then talk with your children about experiences and not just getting gifts. Yeah, yeah, um, again, sometimes I get it. Moms and dads don't have all the money to get all the gifts that you want. Well, let's create some experiences, create some memories at home, uh, around the tree or at the fireplace or mm-hmm. walking the neighborhood or going and singing Christmas carols or going and visiting someone who can't get mm-hmm. out. All of those are, are memories that help shape Christmas into an experience that is about giving and not just receiving. And then one of the things that we did is uh, with five kids, we had opportunity for this, is to help teach the kids to be excited about giving to their siblings and not just receiving from their siblings. And so we would, we ended up drawing names Mm -hmm. and one, one sibling would give a gift to another sibling. And so that began to be exciting about what can we, Heather and I would encourage us, it was often Heather more than me. She would take them to the store and they would talk about what they could get or what they could make that would be meaningful to the other sibling. And it just drives home this point that it really is more blessed to give than mm-hmm. receive. And of course, kids are still going to be excited about receiving and what they're going to get mm-hmm. under their tree. But I watched, we watched as the excitement really began to be about, man, I hope they're going to, hope they're going to like this gift I got for yeah. them. I can't wait to see what they're going to say when they open this. They're going to love this. So. Uh, I think with all of this, then it's important to know that we we do this because this is what Jesus did for us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, we don't give with expectation of something in return. We don't give with complaining. We don't give mm-hmm. with comparing. We give as God has moved in us <clears throat> and as he is working through us to be a blessing to someone else. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, like if, if our goal in parenting is is that we would – model the heart of God, our creator to our kids. I mean, this is just an absolutely perfect way. And, uh, you know, it's perfect way to do this and to show love and uh, giving to others. I think it's just a beautiful thing. It's good. So I told you earlier, I said, stay tuned till the near the end. This is that moment where we talk about one of the most often overlooked ways to avoid having a me focused Christmas. Mm -hmm. Uh, what I've seen over time, and I think the Bible obviously bears this out, is that anytime someone is self-focused, it's revealing an area in their life that they've not been filled by the love of Christ. It's an area that is a, a hole, a gap, um, <coughs> excuse me, where they have yet to experience healing or love or hope mm-hmm. or redemption. Excuse me. And it's important to realize this is what Jesus came for, to heal the hurts, to remove the guilt, to to remove the shame, Mm -hmm. to bring peace to the conflict and the trouble. And as we allow him in to do that in us, then we can actually overflow love from us. But someone who is not experiencing that, they can't overflow Mm -hmm. because it's still an empty hole. And when there's an empty hole, then people are desperate to to fill it. The the tidal wave comes rushing Mm -hmm. in into the hole. Mm -hmm. And so everything is about them in that moment because they're trying to fill the hole. So Christmas becomes an even greater opportunity for them to be about me. Mm-hmm. 
I need the presence to help fill the hole. I need that person to say certain things to me to fill the hole. I need the attention of the family to fill my hole. I need all of this to happen so that I can fill the gaping hurt and hole and guilt and Mm -hmm. fear and shame in my heart. Mm -hmm. Someone who's me focused has a hole in their heart. And so if you're looking for your children, your parents, your family, the presents, or the holidays to fill that hole, you'll never find it in those things alone. Jesus has come to not just fill that hole, but to cause life to overflow from that hole. Exactly. And so when you come to this season and you realize that that baby born into that stable, lying in that manger, was given for you, Mm. for your fears, your shame, your guilt, your sin, and you personally receive his love into you, you will find love overflowing then for others. And you'll avoid not just a me-centered Christmas, but a me-centered life. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's this, good. This is the real message of, of, of Christmas. This is the real message mm-hmm. of Scripture. Philippians 2 tells us, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but... In humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself Mm -hmm. by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That is the formula, the recipe, the plan, the purpose of God to fill in you what has been lacking so that life can overflow from you, so that you can have a Jesus-centered, Jesus-filled life. No more me-centered, me-desperate, me-hurting, me-guilty, me-shamed life. There's no life there. So I'm grateful that there is life in Jesus and we celebrate that this Christmas. Yeah, that's so, great. So if we can answer any questions for you, uh, feel free to comment yep. on YouTube. Feel free yep. to come Reach visit out. us in yep. person at Vertical Church Ovilla yep. as we celebrate this life that is ours in Jesus Christ. And people are finding freedom every week in this, in this knowing of Jesus and what he has for us. So uh, thanks for joining us. May this Christmas season be Jesus-centered for you as we keep lifting him up and living him out. 